Recovery is real. Hey Warriors, it's LC. This is the theme of Shop Recovery Stuff's spring line of apparel and merchandise. ShopRecoveryStuff.com has the most stylish, thought-provoking, and inspirational recovery merchandise so that you can live your recovery out loud and shine a beacon of hope for all those still sick and suffering. Hope is real because recovery is real. Get on over to ShopRecoveryStuff.com and tell them LC sent you. What's up and welcome to the Recovery Soul Food Podcast. I am your founder and host, LC, and let me tell you, tonight we have a special, special, very special guest, the author of From Park Bench to Park Avenue, Anthony Brown himself. Now, I must let you know, we've done this, this whole interview before, and by the powers that happen, the, the interview got lost. So he has so graciously agreed to come back on with us. That's why I'm going live with it here on the Recovery Soul Food YouTube channel. And um, just because I want to make sure that there is absolutely no chance that you all do not get to meet our special guests. Now, I got to do a little bit of housekeeping first, and we're going to jump right into it. First, I want to let you know that the Recovery Soul Food Podcast is brought to you by our great friends at ShopRecoveryStuff.com. Listen, if you want to let your recovery light shine and you want to live your recovery out loud, then jump over to ShopRecoveryStuff.com and pick up the, mo the latest, most stylish apparel, gifts, jewelry, and so much more. They are amazing people. They have an amazing mission and they are the reason that I sit here with the ability to do this today. I love them. So go over to shoprecoverystuff.com and you know what? Tell them LC sent you. So without further ado, let's jump into tonight's broadcast. All right. What's up, Recovery Soul Food or podcast listeners and viewers tonight? I want you to meet my good friend, this amazing human being, Anthony Brown, the author of From Park Bench to Park Avenue. This man not only has escaped childhood trauma through active addiction, homelessness, but now with an eighth grade education, has multiple degrees, works in the field of recovery and, and psychiatric nursing, has done so many amazing things and now is using his amazing gifts and talents and resources and mission to open up Brown Manor, which is going to be a home for people that are for people that are coming out of homelessness and in recovery and, and needing resources out in the world. So before we jump to that mission, Anthony, please tell us, the viewer, tell us about Anthony Brown and how you came to this place here. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you for having me, Elsie. 
Um, my um, my life, and I shared this so many different times. It's just it's out there. I actually wrote a book uh, that you discussed, <clears throat> but basically, uh, I am a product of um, early childhood abuse. I come from an environment where it was a single a single parent. I was raised by my mom. Um, we didn't have much money, and and just acting out. I learned early on is how I got attention. Mm. I started you know, sipping beer when I was a little kid. Um, my mom used to have parties. I'd drink out the beer cans on the table, um, then just kept drinking and acting out, things of that nature. Um, I started getting uh, consequences, I call them, and which translates to, I guess, for lack of a better word, beatings. Mm -hmm. And whatever my mom could get her hand on, I got hit with. Right. And, and so I went through that, and I didn't know that was considered child abuse. Until yeah. I got older, right? But, you know, I experienced that um, for a while. Then, at the age of fourteen, I decided enough was enough. I ran away from home. By then, I was pretty much involved in my addiction. At the age of twelve, I started drinking wine, smoking marijuana, eating pills. Fourteen, I was just out there injecting drugs, doing whatever I could. Ran away from home, lived with the carnival for about three years. Came out to California, stayed homeless. Uh, basically for 23 years of my life, wow. in and out of jails. And then finally, I hit recovery and discovered that there's, there's a working God in my life. And I use the word God because that is what has brought me to this point. Rather, yeah. you know, God was in the rescue business when I cried out in pain. Yeah. Or now God is my best friend as I walk side by side with him. Yeah. And uh, next thing I know, I turn around. I go to school, get a couple of degrees. I'm able to be of service because I was told that you have to give it away to keep it. Yeah. And so now it just leads me to the point where I'm comfortable with life, to the point where I've been blessed with being able to purchase a mansion and, and give it to the homeless people. And that's my mission. That's beautiful. Anthony, that's so amazing. And there's so much involved in that. We're going to we're gonna have you back on this show so many times because there's so many places I want to dive into and dissect your story because so many of us experience that childhood trauma. And, and, and I think there's something very significant in young people experiencing grown-up issues and grown-up problems and then trying to navigate that with a child's mind. And I think that, you know, as you and I have talked about a little bit before, that, you know, children internalize a lot of things. You know, we, we, we are so pure when we're here, you know, we first get here, we arrive on the scene, we're so pure. And, and all we know is love. You know, that's the only thing that we truly know is love. And so we look to, even before language comes about, we look to our caregivers, those that are around us, and we we learn to we learn to relate to smiles and, and happiness from those people, and and we think, oh, we I did that, I did that. It's like when you're telling a joke as a kid, and you know you go too far. You never know when to quit because you love making people happy. I think also on the flip side of that, when we begin to experience the downside of abuse and, and trauma, we also internalize that and say, somehow we start to build our self-worth from there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I think it's just a natural progression. 
So, you know, you and I, we, we share so much in our stories that's so much the same, the eighth grade education, you know, the, the beginning, the use um, with alcohol at that very same age where things start happening in the body. And we're, we're, I think at that moment, a lot of us have so much pain that we're looking for that numbing because we already have an adult sized portion of pain happening on the inside that we, that we reach out and we get that numbing experience. One thing about your story that, that intrigues me the most is the part that you talk about how you had someone come alongside you and believe in you. And I, I really want to talk to you and, and hear your thoughts about the power of belief, having somebody come up and, and, and see past all of this that we're putting out there. Because after a certain point, we're like, you know, I'm not worthy uh, of this love. I'm not worthy of this recovery. I can't do these things. I'm not smart enough. I'm not this. And tell me about that moment where, where, where that was shifted for you, who this was and, and what it meant to you. Well, it's, it's interesting because once for me, once I got caught up in addiction at an early age and that became what actually saved my sanity, Stay, staying loaded kept me from having to deal with me. Yeah. Because yeah. being that, that abused, trapped kid with nobody to love, the only thing, my philosophy at that point in time was, if you don't expect nothing, when well, you don't get nothing, you don't feel nothing. Amen to that, sir. So yes. I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting nothing. Right. You know, I had developed into an adult who had no feelings. And it was good that I was able to anesthetize myself because if I was able to feel that inner pain, that I had suppressed, I, I would, who knows? You who know, knows? I could be suicidal, homicidal. I could just totally lose it. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And so drugs and alcohol saved me. But at one point in time, I remember as I, I got arrested multiple times because I kept going back to the same place, expecting a different result, doing the same thing. Insanity. 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 And so uh, the police officer actually looked at me in the back of the car and he asked me, do you want some help? And that was the first time anybody has, you know, either the, the moon was aligned perfect or, or God once again was yep. interfering with my life. And this time I was ready to surrender. Yeah. But he asked me if I wanted some help. <clears throat> and at that point in time, I said, yes. Then he introduced me to a woman who owned a treatment center who scholarshiped me wow. and put me in this new environment. Beautiful. Now, being on the streets for 23 years, I, I understand what it's like to live in a back alley. Yeah. yeah. I know how to survive eating out of a dumpster. And a lot of people might say, eh, but you know what? It's all about survival. Exactly. Exactly. You know? I, and so I know what it's like to anesthetize myself with drugs so I don't have to deal with the guilt, shame, and embarrassment of being that homeless person. Right, right. But but suddenly I'm put in this environment where everything's clean. 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 Yeah. People people are smiling. Yeah. There's there's beds to be made. You know, and it was a culture shock. Yeah. I can imagine. But, yeah. But those 
those individuals there just stuck with me and they seen past all of that. But that one person, the whole catalyst was that police officer. And once I got into that new environment, then slowly, I mean, slowly, yeah. I was able to transform into the man I am today. And it, and it took years. This, this was not an overnight project because yeah. from as long as I can remember all the way up until 14, I experienced physical abuse from the person who I depended on from love. Right. And you know, and don't get me wrong. I know my mom loved me. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's, no, there's no doubt. But she only had the tools that she was given. Yeah. I love that you bring that up. I yeah, love that you yeah. bring that up. And so that was unbearable. But then going out living in the streets for 23 years from 14 to 37, that, that formulated a mindset. And then suddenly I'm in this new place where they're telling me you have to do a chore. I'm like, a what? Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. I had adjustment problems, you know, but somebody believed in me enough to say, you know, we're going to love you till you learn to love yourself. That's right. That's and, it. And I was skeptical. Sure. I mean, you, know, you can't be trusting out on the street. I mean, you, you're, you're in survival mode. Exactly. And you yeah. and I've talked a lot about what's happening in the mind when someone is living in survival mode and how you don't honestly have the capacity to let yourself relax and, you know, and, and trust the environment. You don't have that luxury when you're there. So I love what you're saying right now, because a lot of times people will watch stories and listen to stories like this and they'll have children that are, you know, out in, in the homeless community and they can't break away from that, that, that it's not only the drugs that are addicting or the substance, it's that lifestyle that they find it hard to break away from as well. Um, and so what I love about what you're saying right now and sharing with us is that it is not an overnight process and that there are lots of issues that go on in that transformation that maybe the parent of somebody or, or the family of someone doesn't understand that you, you don't just pluck someone off the street, drop them in this completely new environment and then wonder why they're not, you know, just over the moon, grateful and, and shifting their life all of a sudden. It's not really humanly possible. So thank you. Number one for, for sharing that part and, and, and shining a light on that, because I think that's a very, that's very interesting. And again, we're going to have to do multiple of these shows because I believe that we could, we can dissect your story many different ways that, that people need to hear and understand what I want to bring around. I guess there's just so much, there's so much to you that, that, you know, we're again, we're going to have to make this a series. We're going to have to do this in parts <laughs> because there's so much that you have to offer here. Um, what do you think? Well, number one, how long did it take you to start dropping some of those walls before you started trusting the heart of people? 
that takes time. Yeah. Okay. Now, what's really fascinating is because I know in my book, I share an important turning point in my life where I really gave up on mankind. And that's mm -hmm. when I was nine years old, woke up in the middle of the night, seeing my mom get, you know, I didn't see her do it, but I found her laying on the floor because she got, you know, shot in the head. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I gave up on mankind after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then when I, when some odd, some years later, when I got accepted into treatment, the, the, the tipping point was when I was getting picked up from jail and a lady picked me up. And when she was taking me to this treatment center, cause, and here's God intervening in my life. Because if jail would have released me to get there on my own, yeah, I wouldn't have made it. Yeah. Oh, that's important. Oh, that's I, I, important. I would not have made it. But here's a lady that came and she was nice. And she yeah. asked me, hey, do you want a cigarette? Now, I, I smoked back then. And for somebody to ask me, a total stranger, because I don't know if anybody that listens to your show has ever been to jail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but once you get released and you yeah. happen to be a smoker and somebody says, hey, you want a cigarette? Thing. Well, as a matter of fact, I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then after that, the same lady asked me if I wanted to go out and get Chinese food. I'd remember those words distinctly. Wow. Wow. And she took me to this treatment center and she told me, do me a favor. If you want to leave, walk out the front gate. Don't jump over the fence. Wow. And I'm like, you trust me? She goes, yes, I do. That's and awesome. right there, put my guard down for that one person. Whew. You know, because I spent years having to defend myself. Yeah. Rather, it's real or just my perception i had to defend myself because of the situation and here's a stranger that was nice to me and i'm and so i said okay because of you i will give this a try because back then i had my own ideas absolutely but she said that she trusts me and i trusted her and from that point anybody she would recommend to me to anybody she would recommend to me I said, okay, if she approved you, because that's how primitive my thinking was. Yeah, yeah. If she approved you, I am willing to trust you. I get it. And I get that. You know? And, I really get that. And that's the way that whole environment was. And so I learned how to trust gradually and incrementally. Mm. Because mm. I'm, I'm always on guard. Yeah. And I always believe not what you say, but what you do. That's right. That's it. That's mm -hmm. it. And so many of us, we have to walk like that in this recovery community because, you know, this is a common trait among those of us that have experienced a lot of this stuff. Less, we've heard the talk. We, we, we've heard it. We've even been, we've been the ones given it, but it is so true to, you know, I changed my life because I had a young son who was coming into teenage his teenage years. And I just decided I will not be a hypocrite. I will not tell him to do things that I'm not willing to do because I remember how much animosity and hate that that really created inside of me. So no matter what I feel like today, I am going to do this for my son until I love myself enough to do it for me. So I'm going to do it in order to make sure he has that better life that I always swore that I would give a child if I had a child. And, you know, 
again, it comes in increments. Change happens in sections. It happens over time. There is not this one one moment where you're just flipped around and now you wake up all happy and giddy and your feet hit the floor and go life. It doesn't happen that way. And you and I know that. So one of the things that I want to ask you about now is what um what did you start learning about first that really actually started shifting your mindset from from expecting the worst to learning that we create our reality and how to begin to start doing that. What, what was something that can you, was there one thing that, that turned you on, um, you know, kind of just flip that switch. Or uh, early on, I, like I said, it was gradually incrementally. I got, I got deeply involved into the 12 step community, um, got the sponsor, worked the steps, did all of that. And I think the turning point that actually solidified my current mindset was I was at a park one day, and this was two years into my sobriety. I was at a park one day and I was laying on a bench and I did what I call my God experiment. Now, Elsie, for me, God comes in a way that is so personal yeah. That sometimes only the individual on the receiving side understands it. Yeah, yeah. And so for me to accurately describe what I feel and have experienced, other people may not understand, but I'll give it a shot. Please do. Please and do. I was laying on a bench and I looked up and, and I've always had some concept of God, always. But I literally asked, I said, you know what, God? I know cars run on gas. And I know this bench is solid. I know this for sure. And if you want me to believe in you, you prove to me that you're there. I asked that question, Elsie. (laughs) 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 (sighs) Thinking about it just just gives me, it, it warms my body and gives me chills at the same time. Because what I experienced at that point in time has shaped and molded my mindset to view life completely different than I ever have before. And that is what rocketed me into the fourth dimension of existence. Ah, From from that period on, God has touched me. And and again, a lot of people might not understand that. But what is it they say? Faith without works is dead. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I felt such calmness within myself, and I still feel calm. My brain seemed to just get unthawed, and I got analytical. (laughs) And here I am, a person with an eighth grade education. I got my GED in jail. Wow. Now I have a bachelor of science degree in nursing. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. I have associate in science degrees. I have associate in arts degrees. I, I, I'm a certified addiction treatment specialist nurse. I mean, all of this stuff happened after my question of God, are you there? No awakening. The, the awakening. awakening. And that's when I start viewing things as, you know, life has a beginning, which is birth, and has an end, which is death. 
everything in the middle belongs to God. <laughs> I love it. I get to play with it. It's not mine. I get to, and as long as I understand that, then it doesn't matter if I get to keep it or give it away because it ain't mine anyway. That's right. You know, That's right. and that philosophy and that mindset has allowed me to understand that nothing's, nothing's really important. There's no such things as a big deal and don't sweat the small stuff. And it's up to me to attach something to it if I choose to. Yeah. And yeah. so I just I just walk around choosing to That's feel right. however I want to feel. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that has got me really in a really good place in life. You know, Absolutely. I, I huh? Absolutely. I mean what what we what we the feeling is honestly the secret and what we feel more of we attract back into our lives. And so when, you know, you and I have talked about this before, when we feel and connect with that true gratitude, you know, the world shifts, just the perception of the world honestly shifts from that, that place of being victimized to, to seeing the blessings that are present in life already. And when we, the power of gratitude is very life shifting. And, you know, when, when I've been asked one of those same questions, that has been the thing, the shifting and turning point was when I, again, ask one of those same questions when I was coming into this recovery process, because I've only been in recovery once I've tried taking a stab at sobriety before and clean and sober but recovery only but this one time because I was done. I was surrendering this life. And I said, okay, God, well, I have tried, you know, I've been given six months to live. I've tried to take my own life. I've been in situations where I just shouldn't be here. I don't want to live this back and forth anymore. What am I here for? Okay. You won't let me go show me what I'm here for. And if you're real, you're going to show me. And, you know, and immediately it began with gratitude that changed the lenses that I was looking at life through. I stopped blaming everybody else, started realizing what do I have control over? Only me, this cat right here. So this is the only place I need to concentrate on. And as you said, it's a gradual process, but mm -hmm. There's so much involved, you know, we're going to make this an entire series to do with you, Anthony. We're going to make this something where we have quite a few episodes. I think you have so much to offer this world, this audience, this recovery community, that it would be a shame to, to do one spot here with you <laughs> and try to think that, that this is going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. So I know that you have to go in a few minutes because um, you have another meeting, but but in the before then, please give us a rundown on Brown Manor and how we can get in touch with you, as well as I will put that in the show notes so that people know how to get in touch with you. I know for a fact your book is available on Amazon, um, and it's also oh I'll put it in there because there's the other publisher um, straight from the publisher. But 
before we have to go, tell us about Brown Manor. And just know, audience, listen, we're coming back with Anthony. This is far from over right here. And 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 this is just this is just a very small introduction to who this man is, what his mission is about, and how much beautiful and amazing information that he's going to bless our lives with because he's already blessed mine already. So this is going to be a blessing. So tell us about Brown Manor and how we can get in touch with you. Okay. Brown Manor, again, like I said earlier, everything, everything I own, everything I experience, everything that is brought before me belongs to God. Yeah. Okay. I just get to play with it. Yeah. That's it. It's his <laughs> stuff. And so he's given me a mansion. Now, mind you, he's also given me the money to buy the mansion. He also gave me the job to have the money to buy the mansion. He also gave me the education to get the job, to get the money to get, the, I mean, it's all his, it's all correlated. Yeah. You know, and so I have a mansion um, and it's in Ohio, it's called Brown Manor. And what Brown Manor is, is a resource center slash um, place of living for individuals who are homeless. It's a transition center that I'm creating that's based upon the fact that if you can improve your self-esteem, you will improve yourself as your self-worth. Yeah. And with self-worth, you will have confidence. With confidence, you can you can acquire whatever it is you set your yeah. heart to be. Yeah. That's what Brown Manor is. It's located in Mansfield, Ohio. You can look it up. We have a GoFundMe page, Brown Manor, because again, so far I'm doing this with me. I have yeah. some contributions. But God gave me two jobs. This is what I get to do with it. This is and awesome. so um, Brown Manor is in construction right now. I, yeah. I love that old house that was built in 1916. Oh man! Um, there's a Facebook page if you ever want to follow it and see the construction and what we're doing there. Um, you can also go to my website, anthonyhowardbrown.com, and that'll take you to the book to Brown Manor. Um, and you can also sign up to find out what I'm doing. But the best thing about this whole thing is it's all built on faith and belief and trust in God. Yeah. And I want to physically put God on display and go, look. And I love it because I have such a good relationship with God. And you mentioned the word gratitude. I've learned grateful people are happy people. Yes, they and are. Those that aren't, aren't. <laughs> That's okay. right. That's and, right. And so um, Brown Manor, when I first, I, I bought Brown Manor without ever even seeing it. I, I, I sent money. I'm in California. I sent money to Ohio to a person I never met before to purchase a house I never seen. Wow. And when I finally closed the deal, I went out there and I, I went in. It was around six o'clock at night. It was getting dark. And when I walked in the door, the very first thing I seen was a dry bat hanging off the light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I, I took a deep breath and all I seen in that house was clutter and chaos. And I wow. stepped outside. I went to my hotel room and I did what I normally do. I got on my knees and said, God, what do you want me to do? Yeah. I went the next morning. I seen such a beautiful house that I've never, ever have seen in my entire life. It's just like you, man. That's just like you. That's just like me from chaos, from from old mindsets, from dried dead bones and dead things we come to life man that's the yeah. power that's the that power is. 
Man, yeah. And so that's what that's what Brown Manor, that's what Brown Manor is. The book um, from Park Bench to Park Avenue, proceeds from that book goes to funding Brown Manor, which is going to be utilized to help individuals that that was like us. Yep. You know, who who want a way out but don't know how. Yeah, don't know how. They don't know how. But we have a solution. Yeah. We do. That's that's why I look forward to being here with you. Yeah, I, I do. You're you're one of the most favorite persons I look forward to interviewing oh. with. I'm like, oh. I gotta get back with LC because yeah. you're on fire. And I love it. I love you know, this. You're on fire, and it's like you go. <laughs> you know, you're I know, man. You're the <laughs> engine. And I'm just a car behind you, and I love the direction you're going. Man, man, I'm telling you what, I'm so grateful, so grateful that, again, no coincidence, you know, we we connected together. It's just divine. I'm so grateful and honored to have you here. I can't wait to see what all God's going to do with this connection and this this friendship that's blossoming and and. And and the way that we're gonna get to impact the world for for good, man. Just just that's what's that's what's amazing to me. When we can take lives like ours and 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 have them transformed, and then turn around and give that away, man. You know, I, I'm about it, man. I'm about it, and I'm about you, Anthony Brown. And for this audience, we're gonna do a giveaway. I'm gonna actually buy a couple extra copies of Anthony's book, and we're gonna do a giveaway for this book. And 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 when we premiere. The because um, it's not going to be the first time you see this episode. You're going to see this episode a couple times when we premiere the episode on iTunes and Spotify. We're going to set the um, we're going to set the whole giveaway up because I want people to get this book. I want Brown Manor to be up and running. I want to come visit. I can't wait. This is just going to be awesome, Anthony Brown. Man, I love you, dude. I I really do. I I am so just honored and grateful to to be sitting here with you again. And you know, I can't wait because we're gonna we're gonna set this up and do this as a series. I cannot wait to continue to let people hear the just hear the amazing information that you have on the inside, you know, your way of sharing that from a real place gets people in the heart, man. I mean, I'm, I, I'm all beclamped over here just from your stories because I feel that man, I feel that and I feel you. And I want to thank you for being here with me again and um, connect with me. Let's, let's connect again. Let's uh, um, I'll, I'll message you tomorrow and let's set up a whole nother time, man. We got to start doing this on a regular. This is going to be good. So thank you, Anthony. I love you, man. Go have your meeting. And thank you once again for being here with me. This has been amazing. Right, so, well, thank you for having me, Elsie. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. All right. I'm going to go ahead and cut Anthony loose and I'll do our closing credits together. Anthony, I love you, man. I'll see you soon. Um, Y'all, that was Anthony Brown. And that man just, man, I, I am so honored and grateful to to be able to talk with Anthony, to be friends with Anthony, to be a part of Anthony's mission. Guys, if you want to hook up with Anthony Brown, please go to www.howardanthony.com.
Howard Brown. I'm sorry. You can look him up on Facebook under Anthony Brown. You can follow everything along on uh, Brown Manor there on Facebook as well. If you guys want more information, get in touch with me, LC at LC Recovery Motivation on Facebook.com. Also, Lona Curry at Facebook.com and right here on the Recovery Soul Food YouTube channel and podcast available on all major podcast platforms. You guys, share this episode out. Let the world know who Anthony Brown is. And uh, again, I thank you so much for being here with me, LC. I love you. Know that you can do this and join us tomorrow, Saturday, July the 25th at 3 p.m. Eastern when the Recovery Soul Food Podcast meets the Sober Experiment ladies, Alex and Lisa. We'll see you then. We'll see you tomorrow. Have an amazing night. What an amazing interview. Anthony Brown has become such an amazing friend to me. I mean, I'm so blessed to have this podcast, to be in recovery and get to make such amazing connections with such outstanding human beings. I want to thank all of you for joining me and my friend Anthony Brown tonight on this podcast. And don't worry, Anthony Brown is coming back on our podcast this weekend. And we're going to get more in depth into so much of his story and so much that he is out doing in the world right now for homelessness, for recovery. I mean, just, just living his best human life. And I can't wait to continue on with Anthony Brown. I know this interview was short, but I just wanted you to meet this amazing human being. If you want to get a copy of Anthony's book, please go to Amazon.com. The book is called From Park Bench to Park Avenue. It is an amazing read. It is an easy read, but it is so intriguing. It is just beautiful. So I urge you to get to Amazon.com and pick up a copy of Anthony Brown's book From Park Bench to Park Avenue. And also remember friends and family, that the Recovery Soul Food Podcast is brought to you by ShopRecoveryStuff.com. I love Marty and Mark McLeod. What they do in our recovery community is so oh, overwhelming. I mean, I sit here in so much gratitude for their mission. And I'm telling you, if you want to live your recovery out loud, let your amazing recovery light shine, then get over to shoprecoverystuff.com and pick up the latest, most stylish recovery gear. They've got apparel, they've got jewelry, they've got cards. And you know what? The way the wheels are turning, there's no telling what they'll come up with next. So let your light shine, man. I mean, I get so many conversations started just by wearing my shop recovery stuff gear out in public. And I tell you what, I couldn't be here living my dream if it wasn't for shop recovery stuff. So get on over to shoprecoverystuff.com and tell them LC sent you. Until next time, podcasters, 
Know that I love you. I believe in you and you are worth living the life of your dreams.